I don't see those teams losing by the, that margin, or sorry, not winning by less than that margin. Uh, I don't think those games will be that competitive. I like actually, I lean both of them against the spread. So maybe, come on, one time, can I hit a freaking <laughs> teaser? Hey, I was like Owen. I was like Owen six through the first part of the year. So you know, I I know what you mean. That is exactly what our listeners want to hear on the podcast that makes them money. Is a big old uh, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to the few in attendance and the thousands listening around the world, let's get ready to gamble. My name is Tony Cavallo. As always, I'm joined by Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio, Schaefer the Sharp, Drew Schaefer Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network and the only gambling show that makes you money. And this is a big week, boys. It's week 13. There's six weeks of the regular season left and only four weeks of the playoffs. Ten weeks of NFL games to bet on remaining. It's kind of sad. But these games are getting good, including a great one on Monday night. We're going to break them all down, have a bunch of bets for you to give out, have a Thursday night lean. We have a Sunday night lock. We have Big Scary Man Guy, the Bengals super fan, coming on to talk about how they completed their quest for seven. And, of course, we have the King of the Coast, where each of the hosts here gives out five bets for the Sunday slate. But before we get there, we have a very special announcement from Mr. Matthew Dangles. D'Angelo Antonio. Yeah, very excited to announce that my wife, Allie, and I are uh, expecting a baby in June. Yeah. Our first a child. child. A first child. We're going to join <laughs> the ranks of Schaefer the Sharp uh, uh, on the show here in the in the parent column. Uh, we're really, really excited. She's uh, She just started her second trimester, and baby's doing great, and we're we're so so happy and and really happy to share it with uh with all of our listeners and and hope you're as excited as we are well dangs i gotta say uh not to you know um bury the lead here but i wasn't available unfortunately to interview our dear friend big scary man hairy man nard guy um who i love him i love him dearly (laughs) and i'm very disappointed that i wasn't here because i actually had dad duty uh solo on the monitor and um so i just you know I, you, you, you'll be coming into some responsibilities, but I did want to, oh, yeah. and, and you and I will be great parents. There's no doubt about that. But I did want to just uh, uh, tell you about a little joke I made on last show. Um, I referenced keeping the receipt in the bag and you said something about McDonald's or something like that. No, no, no. <laughs> you kept your receipt in the bag and that's why you have a child. Unlike Tony Squares, who puts his receipts down the shower drain into a waste paper basket, maybe it. onto his own stomach. You kept the receipt oh, in the bag, and, and now you're with child. So can I tell you what? I, I thought you were making a betting joke <laughs> about the kind of actual bag in which I keep my betting receipts. And I think it's I said more... something to the effect of it was it's a greasy McDonald's bag, but it's a that's bag right, nonetheless right. just to, to say that my bag was a piece of shit. But that, I, I appreciate the clarification on that because that did go straight over my head so much to the point that I edited it out of our po- the audio right. of our podcast because I didn't think anybody Well done, Dangs. Well done, Dangs. <laughs> well done, Dangs. Your stuff percentage knows no bounds. But now let's move on to some bets. Let's actually Actually, talk about why we're here. We're talking about football. I'm going to completely disregard the blasphemy that Drew just threw at me and instead move forward towards football. It's time for the Thursday night lean dangles. What do we have for Thursday night? 
Could be a fun one. Should be a fun one. We'll we'll see what happens. Depends on the teams that show up. We have the Dallas Cowboys at seven and four on the road in the Big Easy in New Orleans, taking on the Saints at five and six. Dallas uh, is eight and three against the spread this year. New Orleans, just like their record, five and six against the spread this year. The uh, point total in this game is forty-seven and the hook, uh, and Dallas is getting four and a half points on the road here in this one tony squares uh, i'll go first because i'm the worst on thursday night leans thus far i'm four and seven i'm also one and four when betting on games that involve the new orleans saints but i am the best host when it comes to betting on games that involve the dallas cowboys best record for any team on this show eight and one on the season with dallas cowboys bets And this game was interesting to me because Dallas has the most yards per game in the NFL. They have the second most points per game in the NFL. But that New Orleans defense is, while it's struggling, it's still playing very well. Dallas defense ain't playing too bad either. Take Thanksgiving away. Both of them only let up 22.5 points per game. So I'm really looking at the under here. But I also think Dallas can win and that spread minus four and a half is tempting. So I'm going to do another uh, Thursday night teaser, okay? I'm taking that spread, taking the total, moving six points in my favor, tying it together. Can't wait for it. Dallas plus one and a half tied to the under 53 and a half in that game. I just don't think Taysom Hill is going to put that many points on the board. I know CeeDee Lamb is back. Amari Cooper might be back, yada, yada. I think the under 53 and a half is a lock. Dallas plus one and a half. That's my Thursday night lean. Let's go to Dangles, who is also six and five on Thursday night leans. Dangles, you are two and four though when taking games that involve the New Orleans Saints. What do you have for your Thursday? Well, my dudes, uh, you know my beloved head coach Bill Belichick, uh, as you both know, can go on for ten plus minutes about special teams, the history of the long snapper, which is great. I love I love that. I love how nerdy and foot into football he is. Uh, I, however, don't have that much to say about special teams, and here I am making a special teams bet here on the West Coast Gamblers. <laughs> the first I ever. have the first ever special teams field goal kicker bet on the Thursday night lean. I am taking Greg Zerline over one and a half field goals <laughs> at minus 105 in this game. He's made at least two in all but two games so far this season. And the Saints are a good defensive team, as we talked about, and in the red zone. And generally, they have the fifth fewest TDs allowed and points allowed in the red zone this year. Plenty of opportunities, I think. And with this Dallas offense, this has kind of been off and on. And Dak Prescott has struggled a little bit. I think there are plenty of opportunities for Greg Zerline, Greg the Leg, to kick two field goals. So Greg Zerline over one and a half field goals at minus 105 is my Thursday night lead. Shea for the Sharp, you're 6-6 six and six on Thursday night leans. You're 1-5, the worst record you have, 1-5 when betting on games that involve the Dallas Cowboys, but this will be the first bet you take on a Dallas Cowboy game that doesn't involve Mike McCarthy. What do you have for this one? Well, guys, you know, we're supposed to have a short memory here. We're supposed to kind of reset ourselves each week. Be a goldfish. And, uh, you know, week-to-week league, we hear it all the time. you got to bet numbers, not teams. Um, I'm fading the Cowboys. I'm still pissed over Thanksgiving. They (laughs) suck. This team, listen, this team is, again, It's so amazing how six weeks in the season, all of us, including myself, all the media pundits, this Cowboys team is for real. They are legit. And they just, the last three out of four weeks, they've just laid complete eggs with the exception of blowing out Atlanta. And again, the McCarthy thing. Now, some, some, some people, Tony, might think that's a positive thing. I don't think if you're discombobulated with, with no, no coaches and a short, I guess it's not a short week because they play on Thanksgiving as the Saints did. But bottom line here, I'm banking on Alvin Kamara being back. He's questionable. Um, he obviously makes that Saints team 
Uh, he's really their only dynamic offensive weapon. I'm not really expecting much from Taysom, but I'm expecting that defense to clamp down. I'm kind of with you on the undertone I lean there, but I'm just going to straight lean Saints here, plus four and a half, keep a close game. Um, and hopefully Kamara's back healthy and we get that cover. So give me who dat plus four and a half. Now, Drew, the only thing I'm going to say is uh, this game is in New Orleans and you are an astounding, I mean, an astounding five and 12 when taking the home side this year. Five and twelve, five and twelve when taking the home side. Well, remember now it's this. I guess this is a pregnancy uh, uh, <laughs> themed episode. This is the third trimester of the NFL season, week thirteen. So um, we're gonna have we're bring gonna it have home. Joyous, <laughs> yeah, we're just we're, we're let's deliver this baby on on, on the home dog. <laughs> and that is it for the Thursday night lean. Let's move now to our guest, big scary man guy, on the other end of this break. West Coast Gamblers. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and this is Pit Pass F1, a brand new podcast that'll take you closer to the action of the world's most prestigious motorsport. From Monaco to Miami and Australia to Azerbaijan, Pit Pass F1 is on the ground and has you covered. Esteemed F1 journalists Julianne Serasoli and Chris Medland will take you inside the sport every round. They'll keep you up to date with the latest news breaking in Formula One and the most influential views shaping the world of Grand Prix racing. Every Friday, we'll be bringing you a track guide and race preview, and Chris and Drew will be in your feed every morning from Saturday through to Monday to keep you up to date on all the day's action on and off the track. So if you want to be in the know on the latest in Formula One, subscribe wherever you get your favourite podcasts and visit us at evergreenpodcasts.com. Pit Pass F1, a brand new show for Evergreen Podcasts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching on the YouTube version, you can clearly see that we have a Bengals fan in our midst. We are welcoming back to the show a man that helped us break down the AFC North way back when. And as all three of us, all three of us killed the Cincinnati Bengals in that Mary fuck kill, <laughs> this man tried to convince us that the quest for seven, for Cincinnati to get over six and a half wins, was a real thing. And by God, they did it. They did it by November. The seven and four Bengals are a real deal and are the fifth seed for the playoff as we speak with a big game on the horizon coming on Sunday. So we had to have the guy back, and I'm proud to welcome back my childhood friend, Mr. Big Scary Man Guy. Welcome hey, back, thank sir. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be back on, and I'm excited to uh, give you guys a lot of shit. Yeah, yeah please. Well, we Lay it on it. Like, take, a few, take a few minutes to, uh, to gloat and rub it in our faces because you were right and we were wrong. Say that again, but slower. You were right. <laughs> and we were wrong. And it's been I don't know fun if you guys... to watch. It's been fun to yeah. watch being wrong. I haven't been upset about this. That's true. I mean, Chase gave a lot of highlights. Mixon's going nuts. But I have to start it out with, I don't know if anyone watches The Office, the show, but well, 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 how the turntables. I told you. I told you the Big Ben was nothing but a fat piece of buttery dicks. He's terrible. He's yeah. horrible. The yeah. Steelers are trash. I knew he was done. Yeah. I knew they had no backup plan. And now, I mean, if you look at it, we're chasing the dream. You know what I'm saying? Chasing the dream. We're mixing up. Some spice. We, we're getting it going right now. And the quest for seven happened. That's done. It's the quest for the playoffs now. And I can't wait to smoke this bad boy. Look at this. 
Oh wow! Look at this stogie. He, it's in the, the studio. I can't be smoking show, in yeah, here. He's showing a stogie on screen right now for those listening on uh, on Spotify there, and he's That's very it. very excited about it. I mean, and not just a conversation about a mm. quest for the playoffs, but we're talking about a potential quest for a division title here. I mean, they could they, they you know they they can certainly still. Baltimore's going to be tough to overcome, but uh, I mean, you know, they're not a good defensive team, and when Lamar Jackson's not on, they're not on. So there are ways for this Cincinnati Bengals team to potentially. BAFC North champions when all. Do you know what the Ravens do though that we don't do? And I hate to say this, I don't. I hate to say it, but they find ways to win. Yeah, they find ways to win. Whereas we'll lose to the Jets for no reason (laughs) at all. We'll go into Baltimore. We'll smoke them. But which you know what though, we're the Bengals. It's who we are. We have to take the good. We got to take the bad. Right now, we'd be playing the Chiefs. Which honestly. I'd be okay with that matchup mm-hmm. because they're stupid. They'd go into a shootout with us, whereas I would not want the Patriots. I don't want the Patriots. <laughs> they're scary, but this Nobody is... Nobody wants the Patriots is, right the, now. You're right. <laughs> they are, they're a scary team. Uh, obviously, the quest for seven has been realized so early. You said this was going to happen, but this has to be past your wildest dreams, right? You could not expect a team that's fighting for the crown at this point. No. 32 years on this planet, and I've been right once. <laughs> so, yeah it's it's a bit shocking for me too i'm not gonna lie all my friends were like dude you shouldn't let me bet on them and i was like i've lost so many times right <laughs> you guys don't understand you jumped on the bandwagon at the right time all right so yeah it's great it's been great but we're not done we need to we could still bungle this up absolutely all right? we, we need to we need to finish sure. the job here well, I, so. I was going to bring that up too because it's not a it's not a definite that you're going to be in the playoffs. You're in the catbird seat right now, but you still mm-hmm. you only have one game against a team that's sub 500, and that's the uh, five and six San Fran 49ers or six and five, whatever they are. They're a piece of shit, but they're contenders. I hate them. And then mm-hmm. you also have two games still in your uh, in your division that'll be tough, including one at Cleveland, which. Who the fuck knows what's going on with Baker Mayfield? Not but afraid of them. The Chargers, Denver, and Kansas City still on the slate, especially this Chargers game coming up. All those teams are going to be fighting for the playoffs. No one's going to be resting any starters here. The job's obviously not done. Are you a little bit worried with this end-of-the-game slate, or are you confident that you're going to go in and take care of business? Because as you said, this team sometimes likes to lose games, including games where uh, you miss seven field goals against my Packers and lose an overtime. I, I knew you'd bring that up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, and our kicker has been so good. He's been amazing. He just had that one game where where he that couldn't do it. But um, yeah, I mean, of course, I'm nervous. I'm a Bengals fan. I know what can happen. I know how scary this all is. Uh, but Joe Burrow, dude, he he doesn't care. I mean, we get blown out by the Browns. And we had just lost to the Jets. We're going into a bye week. So that was three weeks of just pure hell. And everyone's crapping on us. And we're now in the 20s for the power rankings. Like, no one, we were done. (laughs) And the Raiders, who I thought sucked, so I didn't give us a lot of credit for beating them, beat up on the Cowboys. Football's weird, man. So we went on the road. We took care of them. Now we're at home. We play better at home. So I'm happy that we've got a lot of home games coming up. This Chargers game, how the hell am I supposed to know what's going to happen here? I know. It's going to be crazy. I would say there's going to be a lot of points, but I don't know what the hell's going to go down. I'll tell you that right now. Neither do I. We're going to give out a bet for the Chargers game in a second because I'm excited to watch that as well. But I do want to say we talk about Vegas on the show a lot. We talk about the odds makers, and I think I can give you some uh, uh, some ease to your sleep this evening. 
If you took that. the Bengals to make the playoffs right now, they are two to one favorites to make those playoffs. So the odds makers mm. are uh, thinking they're Bengals fans out there. They know better than me. I think a little healthy skepticism is is good when a team that is traditionally bad starts to get good. And I say this as somebody who used to cover a very bad team, the Jacksonville Jaguars, when they were very, very bad Ooh. in the early uh, uh, 2010s. And then in 2017, when they got good, I remember talking to my Jags fan friends being like, aren't you guys a little bit nervous? These are the Jaguars. They ended up obviously going to the AFC Championship game, but there was not a single... Cons- nobody was like, oh, I mean, we are the Jags. Like, who knows what's going to happen? Nobody was worried. And fortunately wow. for them, it played out. But I think a little bit of healthy skepticism from a fan standpoint is good when you've got a team that has a history of not following through. That's fair. And I'm going to be overconfident the whole time. I mean, come <laughs> game day, I'm like, we're going to win by a million. And then as it's happening, we could be up 30 and I'll, I'll have my hands crossed like... We're going to fuck it up. We're going to lose. We're going to blow this lead. 100%. Actually, this just reminded me. We sometimes ask this of the super fans that come on the show because I know I have a very particular way of watching my Packers games. Do you have a particular way of watching the Bengals games? Like, do you wear a favorite shirt? Do you sit a certain way? Do you eat a certain meal? Or you just go gung-ho for it? Nothing. I've learned to live with the unexpected. (laughs) There's nothing I'm going to do that's going to change anything. It's all about Burrow making the right decisions for us to win. That's all it is. So you're not like, uh, like uh, you know, Tony's favorite move is to leave at halftime when the Packers are down by like three. Ooh, no, no, not that's true. Not your, that's not Ooh, your. That's, that's, that's yeah. dirty. That's no. grimy. No, <laughs> that is dirty. Listen, it is dirty. Okay, hold on. Time <laughs> there is video no, evidence. No. On, there is video evidence oh, on the Bleacher Report no. betting Twitter feed of you doing just no. that. Maybe they weren't down hey, by Tony, three. It was, it was the game against San Fran at the NFC Championship when they're down by a million. I leave. When I don't want to see my friends, how am I supposed to sit there for the next hour and a half and have my friends just heckle me continuously? You don't think I'm already angry enough? The last thing I need is Matthew Dangles, Daniel Antonio saying, oh, "Oh, wow, that wasn't a good play by Aaron, huh? No shit, Dangles. You don't respond respond to people during Packers games anyways. Like, not like anybody actually talks to you. (laughs) No, I leave. I watch it in solo. If I could watch the rest of the Green Bay Packers for the rest of my life, if I could watch that just by myself in a little cubicle with a big screen TV, I'd be the happiest man in, my life, in the world just don't show up to sunday but football then i'm missing anymore. my friends and family <laughs> and if the green bay packers end up winning who am i gonna <laughs> gloat with who am i gonna are gloat you with? as crazy by yourself as you are with everyone else because i am i'm talking to myself i'm that. yelling yeah. at the tv percent. yeah 100 it like i'm the same whether i'm with a bunch of people or whether it's just me i'm going absolutely apeshit the entire game do you call them uh call the players by their first name or their last name depends on what they've done to me <laughs> First name, first name, first name always like their I mean, best I friends. I mean, I definitely, definitely call Burrow everything under the sun. I think I call Joe Burrow sweet boy a lot when he does good things. He's such a sweet boy. I love him. Uh, Mixon, I just yell every time. I'm like, that's my God. I'm just going nuts for Mixon. He's been on fire lately, but you know. All three of us come from the New England area. You still live in the New England area. Obviously, the Patriots are now, you know, they're fighting for the AFC's one seed. They got a huge game against the Buffalo Bills. I'm sure everyone, as you walk around town, is wearing their Patriots gear. Do you feel like you liked it better last year when the Patriots were nobodies, or it's, is it better this year when the Patriots are somebodies? It's always good for you know Boston if the teams are good. Uh, people have definitely been puffing out their chests more now. Yeah. I yeah. mean, at first, they're just like, you know what? Good for your Bengals. Like, good for you. And then as soon as they were better and we were losing, they're like, you suck. And it's right back to like, <laughs> F you. We're so much better than you. And I'm like, what the hell happened? You guys were so nice for like three weeks. And now everyone's just mean again. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what, though? Good for them, though. Like, Belichick. I don't know how he does it. I don't. I look at that roster, 
And I'm like, I don't give a shit about that. I'm not afraid of them. And yet they crush. That's what I, I mean. Crush. That, yeah, that's what I'm saying all year. Who, I mean, who on that team scares you? Kendrick Bourne, apparently. on that offense who, like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's been great. But, like, you look at that roster on paper and you're like, there's not a single person out here who I'm like, okay, we have to game plan to stop this dude nope. every single nope. week. But. They win, they win, they win, they win, and I just that is love yeah. Beauty. Give them all the credit in the world. That is the beauty of this Bengals roster, though. Is there's many people you need to stop, and we yeah. all on this show pan that draft pick of Jamar Chase. We knew he was going to be a good wide receiver, but we wanted him to take an offensive lineman, and we also panned a couple Ooh. of the free agency moves they made on the defensive end. But by golly, everything is working out for them. But let's move forward to Sunday. Let's talk about this okay. game, arguably the biggest game of the season because the Chargers are sitting right there at the seventh seed right now and they're fighting for playoff hopes as well. This isn't necessarily a lose-to-leave town match, but if whoever wins this match is going to really feel good about themselves for the final five games of the season. Dangles, can you give us the line on this game because each of us right now are going to make a bet that you can take on Sunday to make you money. Yeah, you bet. So the line on this game, three points to the Bengals at home, Chargers three-point road dogs. The total 50 and the hook on this one you can get the chargers on the money line at plus 145 and the bengals at minus 165 on the money line through our friends at DraftKings sportsbook <laughs> great job tangles <laughs> all right let's give it over to our friend here big scary man guy you are the bengals super fan and yes you were a homer when you came on in the beginning of this year to say the bengals mm-hmm. were going to hit that seven mark but hey you got it right you're the only one who did get that right so you got the hot hand with Talk this dirty team. To me. What do you have for this Sunday? <laughs> uh, if you're going to bet on either team, you got to go money line. Don't play with the points. Mm. I mean, I think that because, dude, I could see I this game going one or the other. I don't think it's going to yeah. be super close. I think in the beginning it will, but I think one mistake and one of these teams are going to front run all over the other. Yeah. And it terrifies me. Yeah. It terrifies me because it's either going to be like when we lost to the Browns where we make one mistake and we never get back from it or we'll figure it out and go. Um, but, yeah, I, li- I like us for the money line. I also, on the the sports book thing, saw – and I'm doing, I'm doing a second one. Sorry. Uh, Burrow and Herbert, 0.5 for an interception. Pick whichever one you want. There's going to be turnovers in this game. <laughs> like, that's easy money right there. I couldn't believe it. I was like, Really? They only got to throw one pick. There's going to be bombs all over the yard. So take whichever one. I am extremely biased. So, you know, Herbert on the over. But <laughs> Well, both of I'm these teams' say. defenses do cause a lot of turnovers. You saw Big Ben last week. He was terrible. Oh, he was, was throwing sexual. picks to whoever he wants. And Herbert has not looked the regular Herbert over the past few weeks either. The Chargers, on the other hand, great against the pass. They do force a lot of turnovers. I like that bet. Dangles. What do you have for this game, Cincy at the Chargers, or Chargers at Cincy? It's been, since his 201-yard performance against Baltimore, it's been kind of a rough stretch for Jamar Chase. I don't think he has logged uh, more than, like, 49 receiving yards since that game. It's been it's been tough, and his targets have been down. But I really like this as a bounce-back game for him. He's going to draw a matchup with old man Chris Harris, who is on the wrong side of 30, uh, and uh, uh, I think he's going to... I mean, Jamar Chase runs a four three forty. Chris Harris does not run a four three forty. Very fast. I think it's a good matchup, a uh, good matchup for him. And I, I was actually kind of surprised by this number because, uh, you know, it it doesn't seem out of the question to me that Jamar Chase could get over five and a half receptions. That's the line right now. The price is plus one twenty five. I think that's pretty good for for uh you know the team's 
you know, arguably their number one receiver who needs a bounce back game. I don't think anybody expected him to continue at the pace that he was going at the beginning of the year, but he's also not going to continue being as uninvolved and, and as low stat wise, I think, as he has been for the last five weeks or so. So I like Jamar Chase over five and a half receptions in this one at plus one. It's a great bet. Interesting. I hope so, because he's on my uh, fantasy team, and I need him to get back into October Jamar Chase levels. Mm. Listen, this one I'm going to give you as a guarantee, okay? Because we've talked many times on this show how the Chargers cannot stop the run. In fact, they're the 32nd worst team. No, Dangles, they're not. They're the 32nd worst team in stopping the run in the entire NFL, who, as you know, only have 32 teams in the entire NFL. In fact, the second-place team, Houston, uh, the difference between the Chargers and Houston is the same as the difference between Houston and the ninth place team in the NFL. That's how bad that rush defense is. Oh, I love Joe that. Mixon last week carried the ball 28 times for 165 yards. The week before, he carried the ball 30 times for 123 yards. Listen, his number right now on DraftKings Sportsbook is 84 and a half rush yards, and I'm hitting Ooh. the over on that. Pound Listen, he's the only- over. He's only done it five times all season, but he's done it five of the six times he's touched the ball 18 or more. He's been he's been given the ball more and more with this offense as they're taking Jamar Chase and T. Higgins out of the game. I think that's going to be the game plan again. If Joe Mixon gets more than 18 carries, he's hitting this number over 84 and a half rush yards from my guy Joe Mixon. I say that with the caveat of. I am one in five when taking running back props so far. Why this would you do this well, to us? We don't need to get hexed. <laughs> what the hell's wrong well, with you? If you, I mean, I do also like I because I was looking at one of those props as well, and his rushing and receiving is only a hundred and two and a half yards. The line on that, he could do that on the ground by himself no in that game. So I don't hate that. I don't hate that either. If you don't love the the eighty four on the ground, you want to get the receiving in there because they do use him in the passing game. One hundred and two point five. I like that number too for him. I like I like the eighty four on the ground. I, I wanted to keep it there, but uh, big scary man guy. Yes, I'm excited for your Bengals. I can I'm tell. genuinely excited for you. It's just fun when some of these teams that are surprise teams, and there's a lot of players that you can fall in love with on that team on both sides, cast-offs from other defenses, making Trey Hendrickson, making huge plays, Sam Hubbard. Love, love that guy. Love this team, and I love that you got to come on and gloat a little bit for it. But you, last year, last time you came on this show, you're talking about a single that you had with your new band three years gone. Now you have a CD out there it's called 100 proof the band is called three years gone you can find it on spotify apple music wherever you find music how you feeling about the new releases here it's fantastic i wish i wasn't sick because i have so many shows coming up (laughs) and i wish the bengals (laughs) wouldn't be so good because i've been yelling and they're all mad at me but uh yeah we went over um twelve thousand streams and in the first day and uh yeah we've been crushing it everything's been going well we're going to be doing the full band thing july 9th is going to be crazy next year i can't tell you what it is but i can tell you it's going to be crazy okay uh, i i do love your uh your mix and bet that was gonna be my third bet as i told you before uh because our new thing is zach taylor i don't know why it took him forever to figure out when we get a lead we're not stupid about it we pound the ball. <laughs> like the third quarter, dude, is where Mixon's getting everything. They just keep yeah. pounding it, pounding it. And that's why Chase's numbers have come down a lot is because Mixon's getting a crazy amount of touches, which works. And I want to see Evans, Captain America, I want to see that guy get more <laughs> catches because he's really good and they just don't use him. I'm, I'm back home uh, during Christmas and the holidays. Hopefully I can see you and maybe yeah, I can even come up. see your show if you show if you get over your sickness here. But thank you for coming on the pod once again. We will definitely you. have you on in the future. Maybe for a little playoff preview. You already maybe. know. Maybe. 
Maybe. Imagine but... it was Bengals Pats. Oh God, it'd be I'd so be much. So fun. upset, but I'd go nuts. That, that would be a that would be a fun <laughs> game to watch, though. Just on paper, a fun 100%. game to watch. Thanks for having me on, right. guys. I appreciate it. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. All right, Drew, I'm sorry you had to miss that conversation. I love that man. Big, scary man guy. Please go get his CD. It's wherever you find music. Three Years Gone is the band. 100 Proof is the name of the CD. Give it a listen. The next Ryan Hurd, maybe. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's move on now to the Sunday Night Lock. It's time to talk about these two teams that are fighting for playoff positions in AFC West rivalry. Dangles, what do we have for Sunday? All right, let's head to Kansas City. The Power and Light District will be popping. The Denver Broncos are in town to take on the Chiefs at Arrowhead. Denver is 6-5 and five coming into this game, 6-5 and five against the spread as well. Kansas City 7-4, and 4-7 four, four and seven against the spread on the season. The spread in this game, 9.5 points in favor of the home team Chiefs, and the total is 47.5 points in a game with major implications, fellas, for this division right here. I believe... And Correct me if I'm wrong. If Denver wins this game, they take control of the AFC West. It's a crazy game. And Denver, I mean, as much as we've ragged on Denver, they are a very complete team. They're top 10 in pass defense, top 12 in rush defense, and that offense just does enough. They don't score a lot of points, but they just do enough to keep it in it. This game, though, was weird. I expected before I saw this line to be like, KC maybe minus six, and they're minus nine and a half. That's a huge number. Mm -hmm. And KC, obviously, September and October, completely in the rearview mirror. They are a much better team. Winners of the last four. They are beating teams that they're supposed to beat, but they're still keeping it close. And I kind of like the under here, but I'm not going to take it because you never know what Pat Mahomes can do. I do think it's a low-scoring affair, and I'm biting the bullet here and taking Denver plus nine and a half. I don't think they win, but I think in this divisional matchup they keep it close dangles you said kc is four and seven against the spread this year i know andy reed it's like he's got a, a great record coming off the bye i think i have it mm-hmm. 19 and three win loss record when coming off the bye in the regular season i just don't think they're going to pound the dirt with these denver broncos now if drew lock comes into this game throw this bet away i'm sorry but throw this bet away i'm yeah. taking denver plus nine and a half and you should ride with me because i am nine and three when taking underdogs i am 16 and 10 when taking away teams which denver is i am six and one when betting on games with the Kansas City Chiefs, and I am 5-2 and two when betting on games with the Denver Broncos. I know everything about this, these teams going into this game. I'm leaning underdog here, Denver, plus 9.5. Dangles, you're 6-5 on Sunday night. Uh, no, I'm sorry. You're 4-7, and seven, much different, on Sunday night locks. What do you have for this game? Tony, I have also got the Broncos covering at nine and a half points. Hey, you know, there you we, go. We, hey, we talked about, you know, you talked about them being a complete team and they've beaten good teams like the Chargers last week. You know, the Chargers, we, I guess we are kind of questioning them, but I still think they're a, a competitive team. And the Cowboys three weeks ago when they were hot, Talked about who KC's beat. Not many, not many people. They don't. They really only have, I think, one real signature win on their scorecard this year. If we're going to use a college basketball analogy, now this is a tough one though because Denver has lost eleven straight to Kansas City. They have yeah. never beaten Patrick Mahomes and are three and sixteen at Arrowhead in the month of December. That's I think this gross. is though. This, I know it is gross, and I think the square thing to do would be to take on, take those trends and just run with them. But I think this is the perfect time for a kick in the pants for them to turn this around against a Chief team that has been erratic. And and consider this: 
Since the start of the season, teams off a bye have only covered eight games. They've failed to cover 14 of those games. These games have gone under, by the way, 16 of 22 games. I heard that on the Ringers Gambling Show. Uh, I was listening in earlier today. So just an interesting tidbit there to share as I'm ending to say that the Broncos are definitely going to cover in this game at nine and a half points. I love them here against the Chiefs. Dangles, uh, <laughs> you're five and three taking Kansas City games, three and one taking Denver games, and one and oh in using consider this on the podcast hey bill, i was a big bill nye the science Undefeated. guy fan growing up that is that is a uh, that's the least uh, a surprising nod. thing you've ever said that in is your a life, nod guys. to bill nye the science guy right, yeah is anyone surprised? who wasn't a bill nye the science guy drew, i on. wasn't i wasn't <laughs> drew i love bill nye the science guy drew you six Thank and five you. on sunday night locks you have the only winning record on the show with sunday night locks five and three kansas city games three and two denver games what do you have for this one yeah guys i i i i will almost make it i'll make it three uh in a row with the lean here on the broncos um, that 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 tax you're seeing, Tony Squares on the line, is the Andy Reid off the buy tax. Yeah, I do think that number is steep. I do, especially um, Denver coming off uh, an impressive win against the Chargers. But if you look at this Broncos team, they do have some variance. They do have the ability to get blown out. Uh, yes, they, they've and so that's not a good uh, that's not a good trait to have when you're facing a team like the Chiefs. Now, I've been fading the Chiefs for many weeks, and the last couple of weeks finally bit me in the ass. So I can't in good faith fade them again, but I would tell you guys, I would follow your initial lean on that under. Uh, these two teams, the last 12 games, 10-2 and two on the under here. Uh, two of the slowest pace teams in the NFL. Yep. And we've seen what you know teams are doing to Mahomes with those two safeties over the top, kind of give him that dink and dunk down the field. I think this is a lot of I, – I would almost take a prop bet here. I wonder I, – I, I would bet there would be multiple drives over like six and a half minutes um, mm-hmm. in this game. But for now, uh, the bet that I will make on the Sunday night lean, just making sure I got my number right here, boys, uh, is drum roll, please. Tony, you want to help me out? Yes, thank you. I just have it here. Under 47 and a half. Don't want to cheat the listeners. Don't want to don't want to shave a point there. So I will take under 47 and a half on Sunday night lean. You said other ten and two uh, to the under over the last however many games. Denver alone is nine and two to the under on the season. So I like that lean a lot there, Drew. But that is it for the Sunday Night Lock. Let's move forward now to the five bets from each three of these hosts. It's time to hit Sunday hard, maybe a little Monday too for those uh, those Patriots fans that we have on the show. It's time for the King of the Coast. West Coast Gamblers. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. King of the Coast time, five bets from each of the hosts. We've been doing this all year long. Each of these bets are accumulation of points. I'm leading the league right now with 52 points. Drew, you have 49 points, but your record is 23 and 31. Uh, Dangles actually has a better record in King of the Coast, 24 and 38. He only has 45 points on the year. That's because each of these bets are confidence ranked. We give out three sides. The first one's one point. The second one's two points. The final one is the Brinks Truck Bet of the Week. Three points for that big side at the end. We also give out a total and a teaser on the show. Both are worth two points. Ten points to be had on the week. I feel really good about my card, but I'm going to the man who's in last place. 45 points, my man Dangles. What's your first bet? What's your number one point side? 
how are the Giants only four and a half point underdogs in this <laughs> game against Miami, guys? Miami is at home. They like playing at home. They play well at home. And the Giants are bad with Daniel Jones, who we don't know if he's going to start. Uh, Joe Judge uh, says he's, they're not ruling anything out. Daniel Jones says he's prepping to play. Even if he does play, though, the Dolphins are on a heater. Tua and Jalen Waddell seem to be connecting and heating up. And the defense has been on the good side of Ben Don't Break the last few weeks, giving up 10, 17, 10, and 9 over the last four games. I don't really, I'm not scared by this Giants team at all, the offense or the defense. I'm taking the Dolphins to cover this spread at home at four and a half points for my one point side. Dangles, I don't hate it because you are four and oh when taking games that involve the Miami Dolphins, but you're five and 13 when betting on teams at home. Five and 13. Whew. One of those has to change, <laughs> but I'm right there with you. My one point side is also the Miami Dolphins minus four and a half. And I know I talked about a lot of stats in Thursday night lean and Sunday night lock, but the only thing I wrote down next to this Miami minus four and a half is Mike Glennon. It's the only thing yeah. I got. It's the only OG thing I need. Long neck. Listen, I told you Miami uh, was a good play at plus 1,000 to make the playoffs. Not because they might make the playoffs, but because their next three games are so easy that that number is only going to decrease over time. And I think it starts here. I really like Miami in this game. Miami minus four and a half is my one point side. What do you got, Shay, for the sharp? Guys, um, you know, we talked about uh, our MFK, the AFC West, and all those teams are clustered there six and five, the Raiders, the Broncos, and the Chargers. Looking at the lines this week, um, I couldn't help but look at the uh, Washington football team versus the Raiders. And I noticed this mm. is a classic, pretty even teams, right? Should be minus three, um, even with the home field, Vegas. And I saw the two and a half, and I, I dug a little deeper. Um, my one-point side will be the Vegas Raiders at minus two and a half. And okay. I, I, like this for, I like this for a couple different reasons. One, the obvious, they get a couple extra days after they play Thanksgiving versus the Washington football team, which just played Monday night. Now, Washington football team is on a three-game winning streak, an impressive win three weeks ago against Tom Brady and the Bucs uh, off the bye. But let's, let, let's talk about very quickly who they've beaten since then. They beat a Cam Newton-led Panthers team, which I yep. think Cam Newton has exposed himself as back to Scam Newton, not an NFL quarterback, NFL player, not an NFL quarterback. And then Russell Wilson, the Seahawks dudes, and if there's not a team that is completely lifeless and might just literally – be making golf reservations in January. It's the Seattle Seahawks. That team, I mean, sharps are all over the Seahawks. I, don't I think was Russ actually on the other. There. I, I, no, he doesn't. And so I'm not. What I'm trying to say is I'm not too impressed with those wins. Tony, you've talked a lot about the actual absence of, of of rugs and you know how that affected the Raiders' offense. And you know Deshaun Japs, Deshaun Jackson, while a corpse, uh, actually put together a decent game on Thanksgiving, and at least he's a threat. Yeah. To, to, to take the top off the defense. The Raiders are right in this playoff hunt, guys, and I think the Raiders, with all they've been through this year, again, if they make the playoffs, if they get that seven seed and get blown out in the first round, that would be a successful year for them. I really think they're making a playoff push. It doesn't help that the Washington football team is 0-3 against the AFC West this year. So give me the Raiders minus 2.5. And, and an interesting storyline coming into this game, too, uh, with the you know Dan Snyder and his organization kind sure. of being the ones that lifted the curtain Absolutely. on John Gruden. And I, you have to think that the Raiders got that in the back of their heads coming into this game. I agree, and that, that, might, that might grind their gears just a touch. Dangles, let's move now to the two-point teaser. Now, the teaser is where you take six points in your favor. So if you got a team that's minus one, uh, if you got a team that's plus one, it's now plus seven in your favor. The key is you got to hit both of these bets to win the teaser. Dangles, I'm going to you first because you might have a five and six record on teasers on the year, but but you've won five of your last six 
teasers. So you're hot on the teaser train right now. I want to keep going. What's the hot hand got this week? Well, you know, uh, we're going to stay on the game that we were just talking about this Washington football team, Las Vegas Raiders game. Uh, and I was talking to my buddy Craig Hoffman earlier tonight a little bit. And, um, you know, we were chatting a little bit about the Washington football team. And, you know, he was talking about how, how mystifying they are. And even for him, it's who follows the team him. very closely, he, you know, just can't kind of figure out Taylor Heineke and like what this team is and what they're doing. But at five and six and with the Cowboys skidding, they're somehow in the playoff and at least mathematically division conversation. Yep. Vegas is going to be missing Darren Waller, who has kind of vanished for them over the last couple of games, but that still puts them down their primary receiving target. And yes, Deshaun Jackson has filled that hole for them uh, in some ways, but he is still Deshaun Jackson, and that's not going to last for very long. So I'm teasing the Washington football team up to eight and a half points here from two and a half. Uh, I do think the Raiders probably. Uh, well, I, I think I think I do think the Ra- Washington football team keeps it closer than this, but I want to give them some space to do that. They might just win this game outright, but who knows? I'm teasing them here anyway uh, at eight and a half uh, points, and you capture the key numbers there with three and seven in doing so. And then the other leg of my uh, teaser here, guys, is the Arizona Cardinals at minus one and a half. <laughs> it's your favorite uh, teasing team. Teasing them down from seven and a half points to one and a half. It's my token Arizona bet. And why yeah. not? It captures, again, you capture your key numbers teasing down. You get the seven, you get the three. Uh, and that line at seven and a half would seem to sort of portend that Kyler Murray and D-Hop will play if they're favored by a touchdown and the hook. So I've got Washington football team at plus eight and a half and the Arizona car, uh, Washington football team playing the Raiders and Arizona playing the Seahawks. I've got Arizona minus one and a half. Or I'm sorry, the Seahawks, the Bears. Dangles, I am uh, uh, five and six in teasers as well, but I've hit my last few, especially on Turkey Day. And I have to say I'm right there with you on the Washington football team plus nine and a half. I really like that to be a close game. I almost took the over in that game, but I'm dead set. I might never take an over ever again. Are you doing a seven point teaser? Uh, uh, Yeah, I'm doing a seven point teaser. I I might not take an over again in the history of this show, but uh, this (laughs) This Raiders team has the second most passing yards per game at 296.5, but they and Derek Carr leads the league in passing, but Washington has played a little bit better throughout the month of November on defense. The Raiders also let up the third most points per game in the NFL, 26 per an eight, but that Darren Waller injury is huge for this team. Henry Ruggs being gone, I know Deshaun Jackson can replicate taking the top off of the defense, but not having Darren Waller in the middle of the field is a huge huge knock to this Raiders team and I just think Washington knows that they have a chance especially with divisional games late they win this game they're really in the hunt for the playoffs to get to 500 I think they keep it close Washington plus nine and a half and then my next one I really love this Indianapolis Colts team I really, really love this Indianapolis Colts team. This Houston team's a little bit scary. They can score points on you here and there. But teasing Indy down to minus one and a half is the second leg of my teaser. I think that's a guarantee. So Indy minus one and a half, Washington football team plus nine and a half. Shea for the sharp, what's your teaser? Well, boys, after starting hot in teasers, I've hit a bumpy stretch here. Yes, you have. And, yeah, the teasers have been unkind to me, not only in um, – the show, but my own personal portfolio, uh, which I was uh, stacking uh, the first four, five, six weeks of the season. So I was looking at the card this week, and obviously we've we've been educated on teasers. You want to tease through key numbers, and I saw two matchups that I'm just trying to exploit. I'm literally, literally, I'm going to fade the two worst teams in football, mm. and one of them happens to be against my team, which is, you know, by by record – 
is the worst team in football, even though they're probably not, but you know, by record. And it involves the purple fever. It's gonna I'm gonna make this simple. Yeah, another purple fever bet for you. You're two and the five per- when betting on games involving Minnesota. Fever. Have you not learned your lesson? Well, we'll get to that later. It's but a, Tony, it's a it's sickness. Be- you can't you can't you can't <laughs> hey. make him feel bad about having an illness. You know what I mean? Like it's not his fault. It's gonna be this is what it's gonna be. Vikings minus one and Tony's Colts minus two and a half. Tease him down uh six points. I don't see those teams losing by the, that margin, or sorry, not winning by less than that margin. Uh, I don't think those games will be that competitive. I like actually, I lean both of them against the spread. So maybe, come on, one time, can I hit a <laughs> freaking teaser? Vikings minus one, Colts minus two and a half. Hey, I was like Christ. Owens. I was like Owens six through the first part of the year. So you know, I I, I know what you mean. That is exactly what our listeners want to hear on the podcast that makes them money. Is a big old uh, maybe. <laughs> I, I mean, how does that lose? Every week I look at these teasers. That won't lose. Uh, it only lose. lose if Detroit gets their first win of the season. And if that happens, I don't you know, know what you'll be doing. I find that if I don't, if you don't say this won't lose, you feel a lot better <laughs> when it does. Let's move on to bets that won't lose. It's time to take the two-point side. Dangles, I'm going to go to you first, my friend. What do you have for your two-point side? I know that a lot of people seem to really like the Seahawks at home at plus three and a half. Mm. I hate the Seahawks at home (laughs) at plus three and a half. I am fading them hard. I am taking San Francisco to cover minus three and a half points. The Monday night game confirmed to me what I've already suspected. And what we talked about on this show that the Seahawks are in shambles, that Russ is either still having issues with his finger or he just doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. And San Francisco, meanwhile, is rolling. Yes, they will be missing Debo Samuel. um, But I see that kind of as an opportunity for them to call some more passing plays for George Kittle, get Brandon Ayuk involved in the offense. Elijah Mitchell has been incredible for them over the last couple of weeks. It's not like they don't have weapons without Debo Samuel. Of course, they're going to miss his presence uh, on the field. Uh, But the San Francisco 49ers won three in a row. They've scored 30 or more in each of those games and in four of their last five. They're four and one on the road this year. And everybody talks about how hard it is to play in Seattle. But we talked last week about kind of how home field advantage doesn't seem to matter as much this year. Uh, And Seattle is one and four at Lumen Field this year. So the 12th man seems to have been reduced to the two and a half men. (laughs) And maybe not even that if we're carrying if we're talking about a two and a half point home home field advantage, because that doesn't seem to be working out for Seattle or anyone this year. Drew, you talked about on the on your teaser taking a teaser against the two worst teams and you let out the left off the jacksonville jaguars who play the los angeles rams three game roads uh, game skid they need to turn things around that number is 12 and a half and i almost took it here as my two point side but then i looked at my record and i have the worst record out of any host in this in this in on this show when taking a certain team i'm one in six when betting on games involving the la rams so i'm out The Rams are dead to me. I'll never make a bet on them for the rest of the season until the playoffs happen. Instead, I'm going to a team I have a good feeling for, two teams I have a good feeling for, and it also involves a game against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Guys, what does Philly need to succeed in their games? They need to be able to run the football. They're first in the league in rush yards per game, 157.9. The New York football Jets are sixth worst in the league at stopping the run, 128 yards per game. 
I think Philly runs all over this team. I think Zach Wilson makes mistakes. The Philly defense is playing really good and making people make mistakes. I don't like anything about this New York Jets team, and I think Philly runs all over him. Philly minus seven. Again, I'm 16 and 10 when taking away teams. Philly minus seven at New York Jets. Shay for the Sharp, what's your two-point side? You guys are going to like this one. My two-point side is going to be those Dirty Birds from Atlanta, plus 11 at home wow. against Tampa Bay and Here's my rationale. Tampa Bay has not been good on the road. They have not actually had a winning margin of over a touchdown all year. Um, And if you look who they have on the horizon, they have a home game against the Bills and then a home game against the Saints, which they've lost the last three regular season games. Yeah. Again, I've had this theory before, and it's not worked out for me, fading Tampa in these big spreads. But both those times have been in Tampa. And if you remember the first game, Tampa and Atlanta, this was a 28-25 game yeah. late in the third quarter, and Matt Ryan gift-wrapped two yeah, pick-sixes. He gift shot wrapped. all over himself, yeah. And so, again, is this a sexy pick? No. Do I think Atlanta's a threat to win? No. But if you give me 11 <laughs> points at home against a team that hasn't even had a margin of over seven points all year, I'm going to take it. Give me the Falcons, the Dirty Birds, plus 11. You are 4-1 and one when taking games that involve the Atlanta Falcons, but 2-5 and five when taking games that involve the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I looked at this line, too, but I stayed away because that Atlanta team has not been the same. We talked about Las Vegas Raiders losing Henry Ruggs. Them losing Calvin Ridley to this team has not has changed that offense completely and has really hurt Kyle Pitts in the middle of the field, too. I'm a little bit worried about that one for you, Drew. But, hey, you're the sharp. You know better than I. Let's move on to the total, the squarest bet we take all year. It is also worth two points. Dangles, diggity dangles. What are you doing for your total? Tony, you mentioned this game uh, in uh, your two-point side. I'm going with the under in Eagles-Jets okay. at 45 points. Jalen Hurts says he's good to go for Sunday. So Eagles are ostensibly installing their offensive game plan with him at quarterback. But he's probably not going to be playing at 100%, right? And if his injury acts up, we might see some Gardner Minshew, some mustache time. They need Jalen Hurts, as you mentioned, Tony, at full strength to be the centerpiece of that run-heavy offense. And they'll have to significantly change that game plan on the fly if at any point Jalen Hurts is suddenly not good to go or if he has to go off the field. Uh, and I just I was looking at this now when I texted Tony about the, this over I wanted to do a parlay here and I wanted to parlay <laughs> this this with the Rams uh, Jags under which I believe is 47 uh, and it doesn't make sense for us to do this in King of the Coast because you only get two points for one bet but I saw this great stat from VSIN's John Apple, uh, Josh Applebaum unders are to 102 and 77 on the year this is just the the, the starter course yeah non conference unders are 38 and 20 this year at 66%. And these are the only, those are the only two non-conference games uh, that you're looking at this week. So in a game of odds, I kind of like a two-third chance of winning a whole lot. And I'm going to go with the game that I think just has fewer points in it because the Eagles and Jets are just, I mean, I think the Rams could just go off because they've been so sad. So anyway, Eagles, Jets, under 45 is my two-point total. Uh, Dangles, uh, Jalen Hurts, you're talking about his rushing game. He's 11th in the league right now in rushing yards. Lamar Jackson is 10th. Dangles, I'm also going to take an under. I'm 7-4 and taking unders on the year. I'm 6-5 and taking totals in King of the Coast, and I really like this under here. And it involves the game of the week. It's time for Monday Night Football. Listen, the New England Patriots let up the least amount of points in the league, 15.8 points per game. Buffalo is second, 16.5 points per game. I know Buffalo can score the ball. I think they have the most points per game in the NFL, but... 
they haven't played a defense like New England's. On the other side, depending on where you look, New England has either faced the first or second easiest offensive schedule against their defense. Buffalo is obviously not an easy task, but I think Bill Belichick knows how to stop this team. They played really well against this Buffalo squad last year when Cam Newton was rolling. Should have won that game if it wasn't for a fumble in the red zone. I think they keep this game close, the under 43 and a half, and also... I gave a little look-ski to that weather report. Supposed to be a snowstorm all day and weather getting into the low 30s at the kickoff of this game. Now, me and Dangles know that uh, upstate New York weather changes at the drop of a hat, but if you get a little precipitation in the air, we get a little snow on the ground, it's going to be a picturesque game. It's also going to be a game where there are a lot of easy mistakes, little third down uh, trips and falls. I'm taking the under in this game. Can't wait to watch it. Under 43.5 is my total. Shay for the sharp. What do you got? Going back to my bread and butter, boys. I'm going back to the first half unders at the 20 and a half number that I like. And I'm going to go to South Beach and uh, play the Giants Dolphins first half under 20 and a half. Um, obviously, what you said, Tony, your notes, your exclusive notes about the Giants, Mike Glennon. Um, <laughs> I do not think Mike Glennon has the ability to make explosive plays with no. an already anemic, even, uh, no. anemic offense. And what is Miami? Miami has thrown the ball better of late, but the Giants' defense is pretty buttoned up right now, especially in that secondary. So, again, similar to that Chiefs-Broncos games I talked about, I, I really foresee long drives here, short fields, obviously in the red zone. Let's make some field goals here in the first half before teams really have to open up and try to make that explosive play in the second half. So I like this bet a lot, guys. Give me the first half under 20.5 in the Dolphins-Giants game. Drew, I got bad news for you before we go to the Brings Truck bet. You are 5-1 and one when taking games that involve the New York Giants. You're 4-7 and seven on totals in King of the Coast. You're 7-12 and 12 on totals on the season. And you're 4-9 and nine on betting the under. Great. I love all those meaningless trends. It always those makes you feel exciting. great after you make, <laughs> Holy after you make a super... Can we get a producer's note on no, this? No, they're not meaningless. You're 4-9. Oh, my I know you, God. I know you're Move trying on, to be, please. It's Move great. On. I know he, he just wants to be helpful, but it's like he shares no, it not. after you make this great bet the that you think is awesome. The first thing he says, I'm 5-1, and, like, oh, and then he ends with, I'm 4-9. Which one? What the fuck? 5-1, 4-9? Who gives a shit? Thanks for the stats. Uh, Argo, fuck yourself, right? Let's move on to the Briggs truck bet. It's time to back up the Briggs truck. This is worth three points this side right here. Shave for the sharp. You're doing well on Briggs truck bets, okay? Uh, you feel Tell better now? Tell them the stats, Tone. Tell them the stats. <laughs> but let's go back to Dangles first. Uh, Dangles, my friend, you are four and seven on Briggs truck bets. Turn it around right here. Boys, how do I not take my Patriots at plus three go, against Dangles. the Bills in the biggest game they've played so far this season. How do I not take my Patriots when they're on a six-game win streak? And I forget the exact number. I shared it in Tuesday's show. Go back and listen to that if you want to hear it. It's something like 211 to 62 that they're outscoring their opponents over that six-game win streak. It's awesome. I love it. I will be watching it. Trey White is not going to be playing for the Bills. That's a huge loss for their defense. Now, not that we have a wide receiver score that scares the pants off of anybody, but White is the co-leader of that defense, uh, that secondary unit with Jordan Poyer, and you know Belichick is going to be looking for ways to take advantage of his absence. And again, another great stat from Josh Applebaum at VSIN. Road dogs this year, boys, are hot, hot, hot. 64 and 40 against the spread, and when they're plus 7 or less, road dogs are 53 and 22. And the cherry on top, Pat's 5-0 and on the road this year. Give me the Patriots against the Bills, plus 3 in my heart, I want us. I think we're going to win outright, but let's 
let's go with the spread here. Uh, I am 500 on Brink's truck bets. I'm six and six. And I gave out a different bet for this game earlier in the show. And we talked to our friend, Big Scary Man Guy. Uh, I didn't want to give this out with him on the show. But the Los Angeles Chargers plus three is my Brink's truck bet. And let me tell you why. Wow. Yes, I know the Bengals have a top 12 passing offense. But the Chargers have been playing really well against the pass. They're fifth in the NFL in passing defense and sixth in the NFL in passing offense. they also fifth in the NFL in points per game. And that defense is going to be tested in Cincy. Cincy feels great right now. Everyone in Cincinnati is happy right now. Everyone in Los Angeles is not. Los Angeles knows they need to keep winning if they want to keep pace, keep up with the Joneses. Cincy can lose this game and still be fine, and I think they do. I think the Chargers come out and punch him in the mouth. I understand the running issues. I gave you the mix in stats. I think he's going to have a huge day. I just think Los Angeles Chargers are the better team at this point. And also... Zach Taylor, the head coach for the Bengals. Brandon Staley, the head coach for the Chargers. They both come from that Sean McVay coaching tree. And when those matchup happens, I usually like to lean towards the defensive-minded coach because he knows the tendencies of what the offensive guy is going to call. I'm going with the Chargers team. Los Angeles plus three is my Brinks truck bet. Shea for the Sharp, what do you got? <sighs> Deep breath, boys. Deep breath. Um, well, uh, my best bet, the brain struck bet. Who, Tony? You want to tell the stats? Sorry, I'm being serious. Seven and four, right? Seven and four, eight and four. On your brain struck bet? Yes, yes. You are seven and five on brain struck bets, my friend. Ah, damn. Okay, seven and five. You um, got a winning record. record. Still, I know. No, it's fine. That's fine. And I'm two and five while betting this team, and also countless Doctor Dangle sessions. Um, but <laughs> I have to do it. I have to do it. I have to close the notebook. Um, Minnesota minus seven will be my backup. The Brinks truck bet, and there's there, there's actually some uh, against historic... your Lions. No, well, the, 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 there's some his, there's some history here with this. Last year, uh, I made the biggest prop bet of my life on Justin Jefferson's receiving yards at like eighty four and a half against the Lions in Ford Field. He had literally zero catches in the first quarter, and he had one hundred and ten yards in the second quarter, <laughs> cashed by halftime. Kirk Cousins torches this team now. Last time they played, they were 10-point favorite, and they slept walk. They're up 10 the whole game, tried not to lose. They almost lost. And the news today of DeAndre Swift being out, I just, I literally don't know how the Lions score. Yeah. And the, the, what really made me like this bet is the Vikings have been up on every team. This is an incredible stat. Every game this year, they've been up by at least seven points. Well, guess wow. what? If you're up by at least seven points against the Lions, the odds are more than likely – you're probably going to stay up by at least that much because I don't see Lions coming from behind. And, again, I think we've seen this before with this team. They're really trying to get that first win. Thanksgiving was their shot. Um, I think Seattle's really the only realistic uh, opportunity for them left. And I just I just see this Vikings team maybe letting out some frustration of all the close games. Maybe they, maybe they have a sleeper. I don't know. Uh, give me the Vikings, <laughs> minus seven. Back up the Brinks truck. We're fading the Lions. But – it wouldn't be Shaver the Sharp. I'm giving one bonus bet, Tony. One of bonus course. bet. Why not? The Michigan Wolverines. I'm 0-1 in betting Michigan Wolverines on the show, but they're playing the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis. I love this bet. I'm being serious. Michigan, minus three in the first quarter. Iowa, 2-10 ATS in the first quarter. Michigan, 8-4, and 9-1-2 on the money line. Give me the Wolverines starting out hot in Indianapolis. It's going to be 80% Michigan fans. I love this bet. Michigan, minus three, first quarter. That is it for the Brinks truck bet. That is it 
for King of the Coast. That is it for Shay for the Sharps. Extra college football bets that no one pays attention. I don't even write those down in my notebook. That's how much I don't pay attention to those college football bets. But hey, he's a fan. <laughs> like we got to give happen. him his due. We got to give him his due. And that is it for, the, for the West Coast Gamblers. For Tony Gavallo, for Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio, for Shea for the Sharp, Drew Shea for Crooks, and we are the West Coast Gamblers, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Thank you again to Big Scary Man Guy for coming on the show and talking some Bengals. Excited for you, even though the Chargers are going to beat that ass on Sunday. But that's all. And as always, thank you for listening. Dub C to the G, West Coast Gamblers. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.